Who wants to be a millionaire? So growing up, I used to watch that game show all the time. Contestants attempted to win a prize of a million dollars by answering multiple choice questions. And this was a very successful game show because most people love the idea of becoming a millionaire overnight. It would be nice if it were that easy and quick. However, becoming a millionaire in business takes a little more planning, preparation, and team members so you can do less and not be stressed getting to the million. I am Shanice Miller, and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, Do Less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. Today, I'm bringing Sarah on the show. Sarah is the host of the Profit and Prosper podcast and founder of Young & Co., a virtual CFO agency that helps business owners find financial peace and generate freedom and wealth. Sarah commits herself and her business to helping business owners be more wealthy and well by maximizing their profits and creating more confidence and stability in their business. I am so glad to have you on the show. It's been like a year since we've gotten to catch up. Yeah, thanks for having me. And it doesn't seem like it's been a year because time flies. When yes. having- yes. <laughs> so you were telling me that you wanted to scale your business up to 100K months. Why is that so important? Yeah. So I think before I answer that, I do want to say, I think it's hilarious that you talked about the game show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because it is, I hadn't actually thought about in a long time. And I assume you're bringing that up because my sort of signature coaching program is the Millionaire CEO Incubator. And that is something that I've been exploring lately is this idea of specifically for, you know, female founders, women business owners, like how can we make more millionaires? And that's the whole point of my business, my existing business, but really we'll talk about this probably is my recent decision to have a whole second business. So anyways, I am like very big on um, not just setting arbitrary number goals and chasing those to feel success because, oh, I hit 100K months. I'm really big on understanding the why behind all of the numbers between behind all of your goals and like really understanding what your money is for. Okay. And so my business is the primary, it's probably the biggest source of wealth for my family and I because I expect it to generate cash flow, meaning generating income for me beyond just a paycheck, but enough cash to like fund other investments that my husband and I have for one and then two eventually at some point I will probably sell the business either sell or like step back and let other people run it. But if I sell it, you know, I want to walk away from that with like at least $2 million in my pocket. And so I've intentionally sort of said, okay, what do I need in terms of my paycheck? Because I'm the main earner in my household. How much do I need to pay the bills for one? How much do I need to be investing into other things along the way to reach my goal in terms of having money in assets and passive income generated to be able to be financially independent by the time I'm 45. I'm currently 36. 
How much do I need there? And then just other life upgrades, right? Like how much money do I want to have to go on vacations and to do some house renovations I want to do and just other, other things. I like to call those life upgrades, the fun stuff. And I've landed on wanting to take home, it's like 160K a year in total gets me to those goals, plus my husband's income. And I mean, that's a pretty healthy paycheck, right? But again, like I'm funding investments, I'm funding life goals. And so I've sort of backed into needing to get my business to a certain point to fund those things. And that's why I'm going after 100K as the stepping stone. That'll be 1.2 million a year. That will be the stepping stone to get to the ultimate end goal, which is to get it to probably like $3 million is where I'd like to sit. And then that should hopefully fund the sales price that I want. So I just want to say, I love how much you have a plan for this. So many times we will go and we do a 90 day action plan kind of intensive to really just map out like, where are you seeing yourself going as a business owner? Why are you making this money? What's the purpose of this money? How is this going to help you to live the richer life that you want to live instead of just setting this goal and then making the next goal and the next goal? Because that's not necessarily fulfilling long term. It's just like, oh, okay, I hit that. Now what? And I've had those same feelings as well. Like I've hit that. It was exciting for two seconds. And now I'm like, okay, time to keep working again. Let's go. Let's do the next thing. But it's to really enjoy the money. So it's, I love how you talked about backing into it. One thing you mentioned though, was that to get to the place that's probably good for you would be 160,000 per year. Is that right? Yeah, approximately. But you want to get to 100,000 per month. <laughs> so what is so yeah so like two um, months and then no more working is let me make sure I, I did let me make sure i do did my math wrong so one when i say my take-home pay that's very different than revenue right okay. so when i say 100k months revenue that's not the same as my take-home pay and so let me make sure i'm not lying so 11 what's 11 times 12 130, 121 so that's my like yeah, we'll say one, we'll call it 125 just for easy. <laughs> I'm a numbers person, you guys. Um, we'll call it 125. I need 30K, 30K to do my annual investments. And then, okay, so the 160, I lied. That's my living expenses plus my investments. That's like my bare minimum. And then my fun money on top of that would be like, I want to redo the deck on the back of my house and like put a porch in. That's probably going to be at least like 50 grand. It's going to be crazy expensive. So, you know, we'll just round up to like 200 as a take home. And so when I add on taxes for one, and when I add on, I like to buffer in an extra profit goal to have as like funding for my business, for future investments, for future hires that I may need to make, plus the existing team members that I have, like that gets me to wanting to hit about 100K. Like I could probably do it at like 90K, but I just will round up to 100 just to have a nice, a nice buffer. Okay. So you're kind of saying like with team members, all the other expenses it ends up being like a 15% or so profit margin at the end of the day for everything. And you're like, that's what, that's really what I need to feel in a nice space without kind of going crazy. Yeah. So in terms of profit margin, if I add up, I'm doing math on the fly. This is like, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. <laughs> so I think of like the total earnings, I want to be like 30% total. 
at a minimum. I think 30 to 50% is what I aim my clients to hit in terms of like your total owner pay plus the profits in your business. I want to be 30%. And so if we're at a million bucks, that's about 300K earnings-ish. You can go, I like to go on the lower end because for me, like I want to work less, which means my team costs can be a little bit higher. And so I'm not going to guilt myself over not being at 50% because that's what works for me. Okay. Doing Um, less. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, out of that 300K, I'm saying, hey, I'm going to allocate 200 to my own pay. And then the rest, I need to make sure I cover taxes. And again, like I like to have a healthy profit in my business for other things. So where are you currently with your monthly revenue? So right now, um, we've been at probably averaging 50K for the last like six months. And I actually talk about this on my podcast. I have some CEO Diaries episodes. I go into great detail about that. I hit 50K last October, and then I did 60 in November, and then have been averaging about 50K ever since then. We have in the agency business, we have about 35K a month in retainers. Although I just literally this past month, I don't know if you ever have experienced this, but like you'll have times where things just feel sort of like stagnant and you're like stuck. And I had like a lot of stress and like just stuff that was dragging me down. My energy was really low in early 2023. And I, I was just that a lot. feeling just- it. We have these waves, moods, whatever's going on in our life as well that can impact your business and how you want to show up or not show up for your business. So yeah, I've had that definitely. Yeah. So I was definitely in one of those sort of like low points, I would say in early 2023. And I think that is directly related to the stagnation in terms of revenue. What made you think you, what made you go into that low point in 2023? I think that, I think it's a couple things. I've done a lot of coaching and searching around all of these things. So I'll tell you what I found. I think on the one hand, I delayed hiring a tax person for a long time. I had a tax preparer late last year, which I also waited too long to hire her. But then I realized quickly, like I need someone high level who can take the review off my plate, who can like almost project manage the clients and make sure the work is done at the high quality that I want. Like I just could not keep doing that anymore. So I finally hired her a couple weeks ago and already like that is just freeing me up so much. So I think the inner, the low energy just came from work volume for our business is high in Q1. Um, and mm-hmm. I did not have the support that I really should have had because of, I mean, that's a whole other reason why I didn't hire those people, but that was the one main reason. And then the other thing that I've really been exploring lately is why I have decided, like literally in the last couple of weeks, I've decided to carve out my existing coaching program into a new business. I think that I wasn't allowing myself to like play with things and have fun Mm -hmm. in my business. And I was sort of keeping myself in this little box of like, I'm an accountant, I'm a CPA, I have a virtual CFO business that is successful, right? Like we're doing great. Why do I need to do anything else except... I want to enjoy my life more. And so interestingly, my husband and I realized a few months ago that we have over a million dollars in net worth. And I don't track my net worth like obsessively because we don't have debt outside of our mortgage. Like our income is fine. And so I didn't realize, I don't even know when it happened. We just realized like, oh my God, we could walk away from everything with over a million dollars. And so it really raised this question of like, what am I doing in this business 
because no, a million dollars isn't my end goal. Like we want more to fund the sort of bougie lifestyle that I want to have. I like nice things. Okay. And I'm not ashamed of it. And so it really just was this wake up call in like March, April, in the middle of tax deadlines, I was realizing like, what am I doing? Like, this is not fun. This is dragging my energy down. Like I'm, this is not what lights me up. Like, yes, I see it as an opportunity as a business person. This, there's a huge opportunity. I think that it's hard to find really great accountants these days. And, you know, looking ahead, like the average age of CPA firm owners is like 60 and they're all retiring and there's a lack of CPAs coming in the pipeline. And so I'm like, I'm poised to like take over the accounting world. I'm kind of like exaggerating, but from a business perspective, opportunity perspective, I see that as an opportunity, but it's also not what lights me up, what makes me really excited. Mm. And so I think that that was the other piece dragging me down was I wasn't allowing myself the freedom to go and explore the things that I wanted to do. And I also didn't have the support I needed over here to be able to take the time away. And so that led to me being like very stuck at like 50K months for like six months, which has been really frustrating. But literally in the last two weeks, I signed multiple new proposals. I think we've added like 10K a month to our retainer, which obviously helps a lot. And then we always have other things coming in too. So we're going to get there. So tell me about some of these nice things that you like. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like spending a ton on like fancy things all the time. I just, I like, if I think about my ongoing budget, you know, our mortgage is actually really reasonable for the house that we have. We bought it before prices went up. So that's not crazy. Daycare right now is crazy expensive. I have a three-year-old as any moms listening, probably know daycare is not cheap. And so, you know, <laughs> the, the I call it the mortgage. I, yeah. Yeah. No, it is. And so I call these things life upgrades, right? Like what are the things that you want to do in your life to enjoy your life now and not wait until you're 60, 65, like to keep working until you're like, you know, in your older ages, like you can certainly still enjoy life at that age, but like, why not enjoy it now? I actually didn't. Let me answer your question though. Cause I didn't, I don't want people to think I'm lame. <laughs> my fun things that I want are, I want to redo my house because I love to be outside and we don't have a good outside outdoor space. And so I want to like, that is a day-to-day -day enjoyment. Like that is going to happen. I want to eventually get a lake house that's within like an hour and a half or so of where I live, which is Charlotte, North Carolina. The lake house is so the, the dream. I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still, it is still the dream. It's going to happen. I just am like, I'm going to do the outdoor space at my house first because I'll get more, I'll get to, I'll, I can do that faster and I can enjoy it along the way. So the lake house is still the dream. Like I want a boat. I don't care. People tell me like, don't buy a boat. It's so expensive. I don't care. <laughs> I want enough money to where I do not care that that boat is expensive. It's going to happen. And then I really love, like, I've been thinking about like fun. Cause I think sometimes we forget to like step back and have fun. Like what is fun to me? And sometimes doing new things in business is fun, but I'm like, no, we need to have things outside of business. And so I want to take tennis lessons because I've always wanted to learn, even though I'm not athletic. And then I've thought about golf. My husband played golf in college. He's so good at it. And I want, it would be great to learn how to play it. That's like a later thing. I've got to work myself up to that. So I could go with him, mm -hmm. you know, and we could do stuff together. And then this is going to sound crazy, maybe not, but when I was little, I always wanted to do horseback riding and we, I never did. 
for various reasons. When and I was so younger, I feel that like, was like my goal too. I'm like, I want to yeah. get on the horse and do horseback riding. Yeah. <laughs> so even if it's not something that I really even care about now, I feel like I should do it just to like check off my little seven-year-old girl's like wish list. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I don't have that wish list anymore because I did like go horseback riding one time and like did the little tour through the woods. And I was just like, this is actually not that comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm good yeah. on the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, I also really love just like exploring things and new places. Um, and so I think that it, I think that travel will come now that my son's getting older, actually in two days, we're going on his first airplane ride. And so I'm hoping that he does well, because if he does, we're going to start going on more trips because I love to explore things. Oh, so that's my airplane ride. That's yeah. going to be too exciting. Where are you flying to? We're, we're going to Florida first. It's only like a two-hour flight. Um, Get them used to it. <laughs> yeah, my in-laws live there. We're going to have some built-in childcare and like go to the beach and stuff. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I read this book. It was like Die With Zero. And that was kind of the same premise where it's like, why are you stockpiling all of this money to try to enjoy when you're older, where you might not even be able to enjoy it? Because now, like you say, you're going to travel when you retire, but now you are tired. You know, you don't have the same energy or the same amount of flexibility that you have, but you're thinking you're going to do all this stuff, but you're going to end up just doing what you're in the habit of doing, which is going home, watching TV, wanting to work and, you know, not having that energy to actually enjoy the traveling that you would have done when you were younger. So I absolutely love that fact that you're just like, yeah, let me start thinking about it and living and enjoying my money because too many times it's just like stockpile, 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 all of that money together. But how can we enjoy it now and do and craft out time and finances for the things that we really love to do? Uh, one of the things I wanted to do was take up golf lessons. So I'm like super excited. And like that gives me that creativity outlet that, you know, being able to do something different and not having to worry about certain things. So I know yeah. that you talked about you're currently at 50K per month. Now you kind of you want to double it. So how are you going to move between those two gaps? Yeah. So we honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I think that, you know, I said I've officially decided to carve out a second business. So I had my agency, which we do CFO. Um, We have a sort of CFO light service. I call it the finance suite. And then we have a tax service. And this business, like in terms of bringing clients in, I, you know, I've tested out a whole bunch of different channels and I just can't beat referrals. Mm. I can't beat word of mouth. You know, there's maybe an element of like doing more posting on places like LinkedIn or some of our ideal clients are, but like in general, my take with this business is I just want to let it grow easily and like let it go and stop putting expectations there. I feel pretty confident, like we just signed these new retainers. Um, I feel pretty confident that we can get up to like 80K months pretty easily by the fall without trying too hard because we have, you know, fairly high ticket services, right? And so, you know, that that definitely helps. And so my goal, I have it broken down somewhere of like, we'd like to take on, you know, by the fall, like one to two more CFO clients maybe like four to five more of the finance suite clients, which is like our sort of middle tier offer. And then in 2022, I think we added like 20 to 25 new tax clients and our taxes are like a year round support package. It's not like tax prep by itself. And so 
we do less volume than the traditional accounting firm does. And so I'm like, if I just repeat that, and in terms of the new monthly clients, like those are the numbers that we brought on last year. And so I'm like, if we just do that, like we'll get to about 80K um, in that business. And then I'm now thinking about like, okay, this 100K, I think it's going to be split out. So if we can get up to like 80K, which would be a million a year, ish in this business over here, I think that will be about at my current team's capacity and will generate a healthy profit. And it will set me up to hire a CFO is my goal to be like Q4 to be in a place to hire another CFO. Cause that's the last like client facing role that I personally maintain. And so I'd like to have somebody else in that role so I can begin to, you know, pull even more into the CEO role and just have less clients that I personally work with while still growing. So that's the plan over there. And then in business number two, I don't, this is such messy action, y'all. I don't have a name. I don't have branding. I don't have a website and I don't even care. So that's how you, you find know, all the best offers, <laughs> right? Just throw it out there and see if people yeah. are willing to purchase or get that. Yeah. So, you know, I have an existing coaching program over there and I, recently decided to do a secondary program. And so not secondary, but just a different one. And so what I really want to focus on in terms of the, it's like coaching and mentoring and speaking is teaching people to make more money. And when I say make more money, I don't necessarily mean sales. I mean, in that paycheck sense, like how do you structure your business to give yourself a paycheck on the one hand? And then two, how do you save and invest more money from your business and specifically working with female business owners? to do that, right? And so my existing group program is the Millionaire CEO Incubator. If you can tell from the name, it's more aimed. I always wanted it to be aimed at you're making money in your business. What do you do with that? And almost making it sort of like a hybrid of, you know, there's some done with you elements. It's like very high touch support. Um, I don't love calling it a group coaching program because it's not really that. And this year I want to add even more like mastermind community elements to it because I personally have found that community is really great. And so I'm just going to keep, keep that. And then, um, I have a, I've decided to do a more traditional group coaching program around the make more money element and making it more accessible to people in the earlier stages of business, because, you know, I'm a believer in high ticket, but I'm also a believer in having things that are accessible to people because I think when it comes to money stuff like especially women I feel really strongly that we need that like we need more more women with more money so now I want to peek inside what are some of the things you're going to cover of what happens after you make a million in, in revenue in the program oh in the program so yeah. So in the Millionaire CEO Incubator, it's, you know, within the time frame, like I'm not trying to tell people they're going to make a million dollars within that time frame. It's just about like setting up the systems and the structures to start building wealth from your business. And so now you're talking about language. What are the systems yeah. that you use currently? Yeah. So I think one is a plan. Like you heard me at the beginning of this talk very clearly about like, what do I want here? And you don't have to have a seven-figure business to build wealth. You don't have to have a seven-figure business to build a million dollars in assets. And so one is knowing where you're going. And then, you know, two is there's still going to be some elements of like the business finances of like, how do we intentionally structure our business to get those profit margins higher, which is going to be a little bit of overlap between the incubator and the, the new group program. But the incubator is obviously more high touch. 
And because we want, like, like you heard me say, my business is a major source of wealth for me, both in the terms of it's producing cash flow that allows me to pay the bills and invest in stuff now. And then it's also going to, at some point, give me a huge chunk of change when I go and sell it, right? And so that is a really important piece. And then on the sort of carrying it over into the personal side is like, how do you manage your personal finances, layering in some of the tax strategies that we do with our clients so that you can pay less taxes while also investing into different things to be able to build wealth. And I don't think that there's like the Dave Ramsey style of like, go down the baby step list and you'll be rich one day. I think it depends, especially when you get to be when you get to have a, a larger business, I think there's just more things, more options for you that are available beyond just like the basics, like put your money into a retirement account, although that is also valid. So, you know, the systems are, I think there's, you know, having a bank account system is really important. It's something I talk about to help you easily manage your money. I would say having that plan and then going and opening up the other accounts that you need to house your money. And then I like to automate stuff as much as possible. So like I have an S corp, I have a W2 salary, my paycheck, I have portions of it get allocated just directly, you know, direct deposit to my savings and other investment accounts. So I don't even have to think about it. Cause if I think about it, you're not going to do it. Up with, <laughs> right. I'll come up with stuff. And this is me coming, like I'm a money person. Right. And I still have the same behaviors that a lot of people have. So, you know, I think there's just those systems. And then something that I talk about a lot is like, what are the habits and mindsets that wealthy people have? And so I'm drawing on my clients who have multi-seven figure businesses and real estate portfolios, and they buy other businesses and all kinds of things. Like, what are those mindsets and habits mm -hmm. that I see? And then I feel a little weird saying this, but like me now having a million dollars in wealth, like what are mine, right? What are the things that I do? And so I think those are really important as well. So I really think I'm going to have you back on so that we can talk about these wealthy mindsets that people have, because I think that's going to just be such an amazing conversation, even just for our own personal growth. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for talking about how important it important it is to have a plan. That's one of our biggest things that we do stress, the 90-day action plan that we help you with to really make sure that you are plotting out where is this, where it is you want to go and so that we can get there while doing less. Could you please tell everyone, if whoever wants to learn more about you and your programs, how they can find you? Yeah. So the easiest thing is just go check out my podcast, the Profit and Prosper podcast. We talk about, we, I mean, I, me and my guests, we talk about money and business and all the things we kind of touched on here. Um, so go and check that out. I live on Instagram most of the time. So I'm at it's Sarah Young. And then I also have a free mini course that talks about how to make more money so you can hire a team and increase your profit margins and all of that. You can get that at probably the link in the show notes. I'll make sure that we have that in there. But it's at millionaireceo.co forward slash mini course. Well, this has been an amazing episode of Do Less with me, Shanice Miller. Share this episode with anyone who needs to hear this today. Leave a five-star rating and review. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur and need to do less in your business, click the link in the description to work with me.